Hey, what is up? Welcome back to my podcast, Becoming a Character. Um, today I'm just, you know, shooting a quick episode because it's 12 a.m. at night. And so I'm kind of whispering because I'm not going down to the car as I usually do. I'm just here in the staircase of my apartment and I want to talk to y'all real quick. Just on like a, like a, like a quick little intimate late night conversation type of thing. Just to keep you updated and be consistent with posting and all that. Because I think consistency is going to be big for every business I want to build just to really consistently tap in with y'all and build the bond with y'all is, is something that's going to be important. Um, what I wanted to talk about today is, um, you know, the one of the governing principles behind this company that I'm building, the Jones Room, and why I've decided on that principle and how it, you know, reflects in all the campaigns that I'm using to promote the company and everything like that. Um, You know, Owen Cook talks a lot about this concept in his newer videos. If you go to his YouTube channel about depth versus breadth, like the cross. Depth as in how deep uh, anything goes, you know, uh, a variable might go, a thing might go, let's just say it like that, versus how wide reaching it is. And in all our uh, endeavors, things we are going to do, there is always a balance between depth and breadth. And, you know, these variables, these two two things are, are intertwined in a way where they affect each other. And uh, one when one is changed, the other is changed. It's like with, with mainstream music, um, a lot of artists blow up and people say they sold out because they sacrificed the depth and intimacy of their music for breath, to go breadth, B-R-E-A-D-T-H to you know, uh, reach a wider fan base and be more consumed with their product. And um, you know, that's something that I could relate to for a, a lot. You know, a lot of the companies and ideas that I wanted to build out in the past, you know, I built it out, built it, this company out for maximum reach, maximum breadth, maximum impact to as many people as possible. Um, you know, uh, because I was always of the opinion that, you know, it's a company, you know, I, I never want to be a small business. If it's a company, I want it to be a corporation. I want it to be something that, you know, everybody could essentially use and everybody could benefit from. Why, you know, I, I want it to be something that, you know, has, um, as they call in the business world, scalability. You know, I can impact and touch a lot of people's lives and change them. Therefore, in time and time and time again, you know, trying to craft, you know, marketing for this company and systems that allow this company to grow big, um, I think was one of the reasons like in the past it has failed time and time and time again. You know, my marketing, my target audience, the systems that these things were built on, all of it really was something that required as little, uh, you know, you know, elbow grease for me as possible so that we can expand it. Um, everything was broad in the way that I targeted the audience, the way I spoke about the product and who it was for. Um, even in my messages and the things that I put out, you know, around the product, the environment that I try to create was broad. You know, um, I didn't want to be polar, you know, have polarity. I didn't want to take a stance one side or the other. I've always, you know, tried to be PG and stay on everyone's good side and things like that. And year after year and time after time after time after time, each product, each idea, you know, kind of failed. You know, while this entire process of failing with company after company is going on, I would always read in books like 
you know, RussellBrunson's.com secret, like the important part of, you know, creating a character and a movement was, you know, Russell Brunson always says polarity. If you're a leader, the leader has to make decisions and you have to be decisive. Even in art class, one of my teachers, you know, because I was, I was raised as an artist, you know, my parents and everything wanted me to go to art school. Um, they thought I was going to be somebody that drew and painted things for a, for a living. And, um, but, but one of the things that my art teacher taught me, um, my eighth grade art teacher, but really one of my, you know, friends, uh, my sixth grade art teacher, Miss Green, one of the things she would teach me was um, when it comes to charcoal and, and pencil and things like that, one of the flaws that most artists make is that they try to, they're, they're scared to be powerful with the pencil or with the charcoal stick. And so everything kind of comes gray and washed out in a similar tone. Instead, what you want to do to make powerful art that punches and is real true to life, because life falls, this, uh, life is like this, what you want to do is make the darks dark. Hold that pencil down to get it as dark as possible or use different, uh, you know, different charcoal, you know, sticks because there, there are different types of charcoal, even if they are all black, there are different shades uh, that are given through different pencils. And with the whites, you know, you don't just ease up on the pencil a little bit, you use the white one. to The highlights should be highlights in the dark. The shadows should be shadows all the way to the umbra. Well, not to the umbra, but until the darkest point. And that's how art is made. Similarly, as artists, we don't really make a punch or impact or something that people can feel um, unless we sacrifice breadth, unless we sacrifice reach and really try to go deep and try to go wide. And like I said, this was something, and really try to go deep, you know, really try to be polar, polar, polarizing, really try to be specific and take a stance uh, on our opinions. I would read through the dot-com secrets book and everything, and one of the premier principles of building mass movements was us versus them, being polarizing, having radical opinions that you stand by. I even watched like a 2016 election go by and it was, you know, filled with radical opinions that this is who we are, this is who we are against, this is what we stand for, and we're not going to apologize for it, we're not going to say sorry for it or any of these things. You know, for me, it's been an ethical thing, almost like, is it right to intentionally almost hurt people's feelings by trying to help another people? Like, it's always been an ethical thing. But um, I don't know, I've come to a point in my life where it was just like, you know, people serve people the way they want to be served, even the people who hate the ideas you put out for them is a great form of entertainment because really in a large, large amount of cases they're the top consumers of your content in the first place people who hate this celebrity or this celebrity they're the ones that comment on them talk about them the most i mean they in a way behaviorally demonstrate that they want this person to continue to do what they're doing because it takes up all their time and attention and all that stuff and so it really wasn't until coming up on 2020 you know really in when i was in that kind of dark place and tired of losing that I realized, you know, I have to obey the laws of people. I have to obey the nature of people and really stop trying to fight against it. And really, it was around that time where videos of, you know, people like Brian Chesky, who started Airbnb, Airbnb popped up and he would say, you know, it really, really all of the people I learned from, you know, last year was really a period of learning from not just internet marketers or people online, but billionaires. I studied what the billionaires doing. You know, uh, I went to the Greylock YouTube page just to find out what was going wrong in my business time and time again. And people like Reed Hoffman, who started LinkedIn, um, or, or you know the creator of Netflix, um, Eric Hoffman. I think um, I'm mixing up a lot of people's names, but uh, yeah, Brian Chesky, um, you know Eric Schmidt, CEO of Google for 20 years, 
multi-billionaire Peter Thiel, one of the common themes that they always expressed uh, in one of their core fundamentals to building companies was being specific, having great depth in the initial stages before you broaden out. Like the artists that you love before they got mainstream, they were your favorite artists because they were the best kept secret. They went very, very deep and they served just you. They were underground, they were very specific. And then as they blew up, they kind of started to expand out. It's a, it's a strategy that's called blitzscaling in uh, Silicon Valley with us. You know, neither here nor there. It's too much to explain for this episode that I want to keep brief. But the point I'm making is I remember watching this video on Greylock, you know, the, the YouTube channel, Grey, Greylock Partners or whatever, with Brian Chesky. And they were asking him, like, how did you scale Airbnb? Another billionaire was asking him, how, Eric Hoffman was asking him, how did you scale Airbnb, Airbnb from the ground up? And he says, you know, a strategy that we're all familiar with in Silicon Valley. You know, the most fundamental thing to do is with every movement, with every company that comes to light, the only way to grow these companies is to, you know, pursue virality, pursue organic viral growth. And the only way to have organic viral growth to where people feel it in their hearts and they're really dedicated is to not, like the artist does, the bad artist does, wash out your message, wash out who you are. It's to be specific. You can't be liked by everyone. And in your marketing, your target audience has to be a person. Or your customer avatar has to be a singular person with a singular identity that stands for a singular thing. It's against many other things. He said, you have to make a product, a, a movement, whatever, that a hundred people really, really, really love. And not a movement that a million people just kind of like. Because you'll never be at the top of minds. You'll never be to that group of people number one. It's just like the marketing principle that I've heard that this kind of reminded me of when I actually heard it. It says, you don't need millions of followers to start a business. You know, all you need is a thousand true fans. And that core base, they'll love it to the point where they'll be the spark that creates viral growth and you will become a, you know, a massive product in the market. And, um, you know, that's just something that just was repeated to me so much and it stood out to me over and over and over again. And even then it was just something that I began to, I began to kind of play with the idea and implement it. But um, it wasn't really too. I did the Becoming a Character Summit and talked to um, Brian LaFermento, and he reiterated for the final time that I really took it serious. You know, he said that's how he began to grow his fitness business. And even, you know, stories from Russell Brunson and things like that, I don't know, that conversation was what brought it all together for me. And um, so with the Jones Room, instead of, you know, that's why I really decided to do something local, decided to go local. Because you can see the pattern manifest in everything. With high ticket sales, with high ticket parts of your business, you don't, you know, you know, the selling strategy is different. You know, it sacrifices breadth entirely and goes for depth. You know, you do phone sales for those instead of just like online ads that are blasted to everybody. I think the pattern is obvious. If you want to grow something massive at first, you have to go very, very deep in the breadth has to be kind of forgotten. You know, um, I think Dan Kennedy or whoever uh, would write, let, they wrote letters to everybody that bought their their um, their products. And so with the Jones Room, again, that's why I said I, I decided to go local. I posted local advertisements, um, and a lot of it initially is going to just be free. Uh, in order to get people in the door, the first thing that we're going to do is a free 30-day challenge. And that free dirty day challenge, I'm tapping with them online every day and guide them through the things that'll lead them, you know, the the my framework that I've been using for myself that'll lead them to mental fitness. Um, and it'll really just be us every single day. I'll message them personally, I'll call them personally, I'll meet up with a great many many of them personally just to make something and get the feedback, get the nice feedback, we'll talk to them every day so I can get a message, a product, a movement, something that 
very, very finite, a very, very, very small amount of people really, really love before that I can get, you know, before I try to scale it up. So with this next 30 days really is about, because I'm going to enter building this Jones room through what's called a 30 day challenge or challenge funnel is, you know, people will either respond to the advertisements or they won't, but the ones who respond, even if it's just one person, I'm going to have intimate personal communication with them. You know, uh, we're going to train together. We're going to wrestle together um, because the Jones room is going to be mostly around wrestling and combat, uh, combat martial arts and things like that. We're going to wrestle together. We're going to talk together. We're going to really become friends or, or, or peers or business associates or colleagues uh, and, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll be intimate to the point where they'll likely become, you know, or hopefully become, you know, because if it's helped them in their lives so much, the greatest advocates for the business that we're trying to build, the movement that we're trying to build, because this is all about building social movements that change the world. And the business element is to make sure a social movement is profit and can live forever, profitable and can live forever, therefore. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's really what's going to happen. Uh, people who respond to ads, they'll receive personal emails from me personal texts from me, personal phone calls from me. We'll have personalized, free personalized workout sessions. Um, and, um, you know, everything will be personalized and intimate and free leading up to the point where the sales process actually takes hold and then we start to monetize. There's one mistake I made in the past, you know, trying to scale and trying to be like, you know, Russell Brunson, who's done this for years and years and years. You know, I always tried to do things like I said, that would scale, that would be quick, that would be impersonal. So it removed me from the process and it can scale to a million dollar business very quickly. And so I run ads and it goes to a sales page and I try to sell them immediately on the sales page um, instead of really just being uh, a personalized experience for them, really being a human being that can feel and touch and see and grow to believe in. And so uh, I guess I'll talk, you know, I'm touching on this very lightly right now, so I'll talk more about it in tomorrow's episode because I don't have the most time today. But essentially what I'm going to expand upon in the next episode is the ways in which we're going to be intimate and how that will foster the connection that will allow, uh, you know, uh, these people to become advocates and fans of the movement that we're creating and really be the catalyst that brings it into something global. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's really all I have to say in this episode. Um, my name is Dallas Brader. This is Becoming a Character Podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry today's episode wasn't really as uh, long as it should have been, but it's late as night. You know, it's December 1st, and this is a process that I am currently working on. And so, um, you know, it's taken away a little bit of time from the communication that we have here. But I promise I'll be back with more uh, in the morning. Peace out.